Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Hey guys, this is Liz Candace. This is Nikki Collins. What up guys, this is Esther Sarkis. Hey, this is Imani Lee Stafford. Hey, this is Jordan Canada. This is Asia Wilson. Welcome to the WNBA Nation. WNBA Nation, welcome back. We have survived the first round of March Madness. Uh, and it has been so much fun. We're ready to react to it all with you. We waited a little bit longer to record this episode than we normally do because we wanted to watch all the games on Monday night, which is when we're normally streaming. Uh, and we have so much to talk about. But before we get into any of that, let me introduce my co-host today, Mr. Logan Jones. Logan Jones, how you doing? Uh, I, I think you survived the weekend better than better than some of us, Jason. Uh, I I've checked the bracket standings, and uh, Jason is sitting pretty there up in the top five, top ten. Uh, you you got to scroll a ways to get to the rest of us hosts. Um, but but we we break late. I was just telling Jason before the show. I I uh, when Indiana makes their final four run, you're gonna see me rise up those standings. So just so just be ready. I'm coming for you. <laughs> Yes, and and that's the thing to remember is is those early wins are are cheap. You know, they're they're ten points, twenty points a piece. Uh, if you can keep your final four alive, that's really where you're just going to earn a lot of points. And so, uh, well, you know, I I came out of the weekend top at least among us hosts. We're going to get into our bracket pool, and and there are some people on our bracket pool who are performing just incredibly. Uh, but despite the fact that I'm ahead right now. Uh, I'm only ahead by a single like elite eight win. Uh, it's going to be pretty easy to be caught up. So uh, we we still have a lot of fun left to go with that. Uh, but before we get into today's episode uh, and talk all about the round of 64 and the round of 32, uh, Logan, you want to tell people just where they can find us on social media if they'd like to connect? Absolutely. You can listen to us everywhere. Podcasts are found Spotify, Apple podcasts, all that sort of good stuff. And if you listen on Apple Podcasts, please leave a five-star review. Uh, it helps the show, and we love hearing from you. We do read those. You can also follow us on Twitch at WNBA Nation or slash Twitch. I, I think I got that backwards. But we have a Twitch channel, and if you search WNBA Nation, you're going to find us on Twitch where we stream the majority of our episodes live, and you can be a part of the conversation there. And then lastly, especially with brackets going on, you want to follow us on Twitter at WNBA Nation Pod. That's our Twitter handle. We'll, we will be uh, following the the tournament as it unfolds, as well as producing some mock drafts for the WNBA draft coming up, and then our uh, normal WNBA a, uh, nation coverage throughout the season, which is going to come up before you know it. 
uh, remember the tournament ends and then it's like a week and then there's the draft and then we're going. So, uh, it is, it is go time. We're, we're kind of at the dawn of what is our busiest season, uh, which is going to be throughout the summer. So we're looking forward to all of that. Those are all the platforms you can follow us on. Um, and please do so and, and share us with your friends, uh, get engaged in the conversation. We love hearing from you and knowing which upsets you picked and which, uh, which teams are busting your brackets. Absolutely. Thank you for running through that. Uh, it's twitch.tv slash WNBA nation. Uh, just so that if you want to look that up, uh, that is what you can type into your browser to get there. Um, but yeah, let's, uh, let's jump into it. Like you said, we've got a lot of fun stuff coming up, but there is a lot of fun stuff that has just happened. Uh, on, I guess, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, we had the rounds of 64 and the rounds of 32. And there was a lot of madness. Uh, we, we were talking about it in our internal group chat. Uh, we once got tweeted at that, uh, one of the problems with the women's tournament is there's no madness. There was madness aplenty. Logan, uh, give me your highlights. What were some of the things that you enjoyed most over the last four days of basketball? There's been so many good games and so many standout individual performances, but I'm going to start with Creighton's Lauren Jensen. Uh, the yes. former Iowa player who appeared in 17 games for Iowa in her freshman year went into the home of the Hawkeyes and dealt a death blow to a team that we all thought, I, I, I think we at least had going to the Sweet 16. Um, I know they were kind of streaky this year and that the Big Ten was really complicated and uh, we weren't really sure who to trust, but certainly we expected to see more of Caitlin Clark and the, the Iowa Hawkeyes in this tournament. Lauren Jensen is, uh, to me, the, the story of the weekend. I know we're, we're going to talk about plenty of other storylines as well, but that was just a heck of a game. I mean, seeing 14,000 like standing room only type fans in that stadium, in that atmosphere, um, just for, for Creighton to hit the shot. To me, the shot of the weekend was Jensen's three pointer. Um, good for her. Fun story. Heartbreaking for Caitlin Clark and the Hawkeyes. Um, but boy, that's, to me, that was the moment. I, I mean, there were a lot of double digit seeds that upsetted, uh, or upset, upset it isn't a word. Um, higher seeded teams this weekend, but that was when the madness really set in for me and when it became apparent, like we, we got some good drama going on in this, uh, in this bracket and it's not over yet. So that's my standout performance, um, right off the bat. But now I'm looking at the bracket, Jason, and there's, there's also like so many other things that I want to touch on. So I, I want to toss it to you for your like a one story while I think about what's next for me. I, I like the Creighton call out. I'm just going to respond to that real quick and then I'll, I'll give you kind of my top shout out. But one of the things I think too, because obviously Creighton played well on offense and, and they had a, a standout performance, but they figured out a way to shut down Caitlin Clark. I think that was the other key to their success. Uh, Clark only going four for 19 on the night from the field, uh, three for 10 from three. And they did that by constantly keeping fresh people up that. And for me, that speaks to coaching. Um, and that's one of the reasons that. I'm not necessarily going to pick them as an upset, but I, I definitely have them um, with the potential to move into the Elite Eight because I think that they're actually really crafty in their game planning. They looked very different in that game than they did in the previous one. And to me, that speaks to coaching and game plans. Uh, but for me, I had so much fun. Uh, speaking of, of upsets, it didn't end up going all the way, but watching Belmont make their little run uh, was so much fun. Obviously, they upset Oregon 73-70. to and then they brought it so close to Tennessee. Uh, for me, that has just been fun. Belmont, 
from what I understood from the telecast, which I should probably do more research before talking about on the show, but uh, this is just, I believe, their second tournament appearance. And of that, uh, really their first big tournament win. And uh, their original coach was there and stuff. And so watching Belmont, watching them go through that was... I like my entire family was glued to the TV, which my wife watches basketball with me periodically, but not usually. Uh, she was glued to the TV. It was a lot of fun uh, watching Belmont make that run. Like I said, it got sh- cut short by Tennessee uh, in what had to be the longest last minute of a basketball game ever. <laughs> uh, that if you didn't watch that and we talked about this a lot in our group chat, it just exemplified why strategic fouling, uh, uh, like uh, referee reviews, like instant reviews, there needs to be something to to keep it going because Belmont literally all of the the steam was just taken out of both teams' engines, and it just came down to who held the ball at the right exact moment. And Tennessee had a beautiful three point shot to kind of seal the deal there, but it still was just painful to watch the last little bit of that game. But uh, yeah, the Belmont story was my favorite. I kind of wish they would have taken another step for, further because. Uh, they, I wanted them to be the, the ultimate Cinderella of this bracket, but, uh, yeah, I guess what, what else you got, Logan? What, any other thoughts? Yeah, definitely, uh, a couple individual performances and then just a couple teams that I think were shockers. Baylor getting bounced by South Dakota, certainly a surprise for many. Um, didn't expect Baylor to, to go out. They, I lost my final four team. I know nobody cares about my bracket, but, uh, they were the, the real tough blow to my bracket over the weekend. Baylor's out. Um, as well as Kim Mulkey's new team, LSU, they're done. Um, I, I don't have a lot to say about LSU other than I'm proud of them for climbing up the standings this year, but I, I didn't really have them going far. Um, there's been a couple teams in like that four or five seed, specifically the five seeds, I think have really impressed. Notre Dame crushed Oklahoma by 40 plus, uh, to punch its ticket to the Sweet 16. And then on the other side of the bracket, you had North Carolina beat down Arizona. So Arizona's out, obviously the darling of last year's tournament. Um, they're going to face South Carolina and NC State in the next round, Notre Dame and, and uh, North Carolina. So those are fun teams. Uh, but we've gone nine, almost 10 minutes into this episode without talking about Lexi Hull, which feels like a crime. <laughs> uh, so I, I do, I, I, there, I know there's lots of games that we could talk about. Um, uh, I mean, we could, we could spend hours on here breaking everything down, but Lexi Hull going for 36, uh, yeah. in a game where if you, if you blinked, you missed it. I mean, they were actually in kind of a dogfight against Kansas most of the way through the game and into the second half. And then. I think one of our Twitter followers said they, they basically stepped out to take out the trash and they came back and Kansas was losing by 15. Um, and so much of that was behind Lexi Hull's 36, including six, uh, three pointers. Uh, she also re, uh, rebounded six, had six steals, just loaded up the, the box score with everything. It was her, her best career game. It actually made me wonder because so many people have South Carolina taking the championship this year, if I made a mistake not betting on Stanford, because right now they look like the team to beat, albeit they've got a tough matchup in the Sweet 16 against Maryland. So that was a really impressive performance. I thought, aside from Lauren Jensen's payback on uh, the entire state of Iowa, uh, Lexi Hole probably had the the most impressive single showing in a game. Um, And Stanford looks like they're rolling. Yeah, and... For those of you, uh, the the Creighton Iowa thing, obviously there you had the the player uh, that was formerly from Iowa transferred over to Creighton. But if you if you don't know the map, 
Creighton is like all of like seven feet from Iowa. So, uh, that was much more of like a hometown rivalry than, uh, than you may realize the state of Iowa. I mean, University of Iowa is kind of more t- central. Uh, but yeah, the Creighton is right on the border of Iowa. So a lot of those players probably knew each other, uh, likely grew up in similar systems, basketball played each other and stuff. So, uh, very much more like a rivalry game than I think most people would have realized. Uh, but I want to switch the conversation a little bit. All of our number one seeds have survived. Uh, they are all in the Sweet 16. Louisville has looked, uh, pretty strong. Um, obviously faced a little bit of a challenge with Gonzaga, but, uh, in the end won it pretty soundly. NC State has looked good all the way through, uh, as far as I can tell. Stanford has looked good all the way through. South Carolina did not look that strong against Miami. Uh, no. They, they didn't even break 50 points in the game. Uh, their offense got shut down. Uh, I have South Carolina winning it all against, uh, I want to say Stanford in the final. I'll have to check my bracket, but I'm pretty sure that's what I've got as my championship thing. South Carolina may be making me sweat a little bit. Like you said, maybe, maybe Stanford was the better money, uh, in, in this pick. What was, what was your thoughts coming out of that game from South Carolina and Miami? And does it affect how you think that the, the final four in the championship is going to go? Yeah, I think it has to impact your opinion of South Carolina somewhat because it, I mean, it does pay to win ugly. I mean, when you have to win six straight games to get a championship in, in March Madness, sometimes it's not going to be pretty. Um, and holding Miami to 33 points is, is a feat all on its own. But when you look across the way and you see Stanford just pasting Kansas in the fourth quarter, um, and you look at kind of the strength offensively of some of the other teams still in the tournament, I mean, um, You've still got NC State and Louisville and like teams that are scoring a bunch like North Carolina and Notre Dame to deal with. In fact, they play North Carolina in their next matchup. That's, uh, it gives me pause. I still think Aaliyah Boston's the best player in the tournament by, by a, a, a narrow margin. I think Lexi Hole is kind of making a push for that now. Um, and I think they're obviously they're coached by a legend in Don Staley and they're going to continue to compete in every game they're in. But it, winning gross when other teams are, you know, putting 90 on the scoreboard, it, it gives me a little bit of a concern, um, for sure. I mean, obviously, if they get bounced, lots of people lose them from their brackets. So it's mm-hmm. neither here nor there for those of us kind of playing the game. Um, but it would be a disappointing season, I think, for South Carolina fans. If, uh, if you lose to Kentucky in your conference title game and then, uh, you, you, you know, fall short of the final four, or the championship game this year when that's kind of been the goal all season long and everyone knows like that's, mm-hmm. that's the standard for this team because that's their ceiling. Uh, yeah, it's definitely something to watch for. They've, they've got to survive a couple more really tough rounds before even, uh, earning the right to play Stanford or NC state or Connecticut or Indiana or Notre Dame. Like their their championship game. I mean, they didn't win the championship last year. I know it's hard to, <laughs> Like we all kind of went into this season thinking like that's the team to beat, but they're they're not the reigning champs. Yeah, um, and so they they still have to to get it done. And I think Aaliyah Boston needs to kind of take over and be the scoring threat on that team. Uh, that's obviously headed for for bigger and better things after she's done with her college career. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, I think sometimes this can be just the catalyst to getting the team to play up to their their capabilities. You know, maybe they thought they could coast to the Sweet 16 and uh, realize that they actually had to earn it there in the the latter part of that game. And uh, sometimes that can pay off because the team wakes up and they they come into it uh, with with some attitude. 
and hopefully that's what you see. But yeah, I mean, if I was, if I was reseeding right now, or if I was reselecting my bracket, uh, I still think I'd take them to the final four, but, uh, it's definitely a much closer call than it was when I originally picked them to win it all. That being said, uh, I have a couple questions I just want to throw out there that I think are kind of interesting talking points. Uh, the first one, we have two 10 seeds. Creighton and South Dakota are going to the Sweet 16. Obviously, for both of those teams, that is like you just, if that's the end of the season, that is an amazing, <laughs> like that's the season people remember when you're on that campus. That being said, if I were to tell you one of those teams made it to the Elite Eight, Logan, who do you think has the better shot of, of taking the next step as a, the Cinderella? Uh, well, the bracket always comes down to matchups, and I think Iowa State is a really good team. Um, so while I do believe in Creighton's talent, and I, I don't think their win over Iowa was a, a fluke by any means, I think they're a really good team that, as you mentioned before, is really well coached. They play physical, aggressive defense. I think I actually have to lean tournament darling South Dakota here. South Dakota fans rise up. I mean, they've knocked off Ole Miss and Baylor. Um, so they've already taken out some talented teams. And as you well know, I don't trust this Michigan team to be consistent. They have all the talent in the world. I know they've already won, uh, pretty easily. I, I, they had a, uh, kind of a joke of a matchup in the first round and then they, they kind of cruised past Villanova. I think South Dakota is really going to test them. And my issue with Michigan has never been the talent in the locker room. It's just been that they, they don't play four good quarters consistently enough for me to think they're going to go deep in the tournament. And maybe this is where that bites them. Um, so South Dakota, Michigan, I think is the better matchup for the double digit seed. But boy, I'm, I'm interested in that Iowa State Creighton game. Yeah. A lot. Cause as you mentioned, Creighton is not geographically far away, um, from, <laughs> from any of this. And now they don't have to go and play in the Hawkeyes, uh, Hawkeyes arena. So mm-hmm. I think they have to be feeling good after knocking off Caitlin Clark. And, and I think they're full of belief, but I'm going to stick with my anti Michigan takes, <laughs> um, for the time being. And I, I think South Dakota has a really good shot at the Elite Eight. Yeah. No, and I, I think I think that for the exact same reason you do, which is Michigan's consistency. Depending on on how Michigan shows up to this game, if Michigan comes in and says, "Oh, a ten seed, they always lose in the Sweet 16, uh, and they don't come out, you know, firing on all cylinders," uh, I think South Dakota can take advantage. I'd probably agree with you there, but uh, yeah, I I expect that ISU Creighton game to be decided in the fourth quarter, and I expect it to be close and competitive. I I, I think that both of those are actually going to be really good games. Uh, I think Michigan could come out and just stomp on South Dakota, but that just like it just depends on which Michigan shows up. So uh, I'm excited about that. Okay, next question, and then I think maybe you and I just go through and kind of pick out the the Sweet 16 and and see what we think uh, for each individual matchup. Uh, we have four one seeds. If I told you that only three of them made it to the Final Four after this next weekend. Uh, who do you think gets dropped? Is it South Carolina, Stanford, Louisville, or North Carolina State? Uh, I hate to to do this to NC State because I really like that team, and I think they're probably the team receiving the most doubt. But their road is just so tough. Yeah. I think this Nor- uh, Notre Dame matchup might be the end for them mm-hmm. uh, legitimately. And this this is an NC State team that has put up 96 and 89 points in the first two rounds, so they've been doing it on the offensive end. But so has Notre Dame, and I just don't think they're they're. I think Notre Dame has played tougher competition. Uh, they they really flexed on Oklahoma and showed that they're ready to make a deep run. I I know nobody cares about uh like what 
like what I almost did in my bracket, but I had Notre Dame as a final four team in my first draft uh-huh. uh, before I tinkered around with some things. I really think Notre Dame can make a run. Uh, and even if NC State beats Notre Dame, then you've got the winner of Indiana UConn. Obviously, UConn uh, represents kind of a nightmare matchup for anybody in the tournament, um, even though they've been having some struggles. And I, mm-hmm. you know, we can talk about the UConn Indiana game later, but um uh, outside of that, I, I know we just talked about South Carolina not exactly showing what we wanted to see from a potential champion, but ultimately I'm going to bet on Aaliyah Boston. I'm going to bet on Lexi Hole against uh, a, a Maryland team that even though they look good in the tournament, I don't super trust that Maryland team, uh, especially because Stanford is, has just looked so good. And then Louisville, Tennessee is a really interesting matchup, but Tennessee just barely survived Belmont. Uh, and it feels like Louisville is is playing their best basketball at the right time of year. So the most vulnerable one seed to me is NC State. Yeah, I I hate to go chalk, but I I do agree. I think that is is a rough one. Uh, I will say if if I'm going to to pick maybe the second most likely, just for the sake of discussion, uh, I'm probably gonna have to go South Carolina, North Carolina. Obviously, there's some rivalry implications there. Uh, you can never predict how that's going to go. North Carolina's looked good. I don't think they've looked better than South Carolina. Uh, but then to do that and then to have to emotionally recoup and go against Iowa State, which I think is a really talented team. Uh, and the fact that South Carolina hasn't looked steady, uh, at least in that last game. Um, obviously they went 79-21 over Howard, but, uh, I'll pick South Carolina as my second most likely to, to miss if, if I'm picking a second that's going to miss on that. Let's clean this up. Let's, uh, we've got a sweet 16. Let's talk about each game, uh, and how we think it's going to go. So this is just going to be rapid fire. I'll name off a game, uh, and then I'll sort of alternate. Sometimes I'll, I'll have you start off with your pick and sometimes I'll start off with my pick. Cool. Uh, let's just run through the bracket. South Carolina, North Carolina, speak of the devil. Uh, who you got? I think the Gamecocks respond in a good game against North Carolina where I'm going to bet on Aaliyah Boston. Yeah, I'm going to pick South Carolina here too. Um, but I'm expecting a, a peak out of them, uh, with coming off of a rough game, going into what's essentially a rivalry sweet 16 game. Uh, and I think we're going to see a little bit of a slump. I still pick them to win the game after that, but, uh, I think that it's going to look a lot uglier. All right. Uh, ISU Creighton, Iowa State Creighton. I really want to pick Creighton, but Iowa State is just, I think they have more talent on the court. Uh, and as such, I, I don't think they have the inconsistency for Creighton to take advantage of it. I don't think they're as reliant on a single player as Iowa was, which is one of Creighton's strategies that they used is they were able to, to shut down Clark and, and that really threw off Iowa's entire game plan. Uh, so for that reason, I'm going to Iowa State. What you got, Logan? Yeah, I'm in love with this Creighton team, but Iowa State, I actually have in my Elite Eight. Um, I had them beating Iowa in my original, you know, version of all of this, uh, these events and, I think it just comes down to what you said. I mean, Creighton, their strategy was basically let Zanino beat us as long as Caitlin Clark doesn't beat us. And she almost did. Yeah. She had as good a look as you could ask for at the end of that game that almost sent them home. So I think uh, Creighton maybe gets a little bit of a uh, not not they're not going to look past Iowa State, obviously, but they're playing with house money and that can be dangerous. Um, but Iowa State, I think all season long has had visions of making it to the final four and they're not going to stop now. So. Unfortunately, I'm going to agree with you, Jason. Yeah. That being said, I will be tre- cheering for the Creighton Blue Jays. That, that'll that be loud and proud in my house. We'll be yelling for that one. But uh, let's move on. 
Uh, number one, Louisville versus number four, Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee barely surviving against 12 Belmont. Louisville looking pretty good. Uh, Logan, why don't you kick us off? What do you got? Yeah, I think it's time for me to to repent and start believing in Louisville a little bit. Um, they were a top four team all season long, and I just kind of kept waiting for them to fade, and they never really did. Um, and I know some teams can get scared in the round of 32 and then play their best ball in the Sweet 16 because they fix some things. I don't think I don't think Tennessee's that team. Uh, I I really think that they survived that Belmont game both because they have the talent, but also because of a lot of other. A lot of other outside factors, and uh, I think this is where Tennessee meets the end of the road. Yeah, uh, if if I could say anything about Louisville, it's 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 not been showy. I don't feel like we've had as much to talk about with them in terms of big games, uh, but I do feel like they're steadily marching their way into it. Uh, so I'm going to go Louisville as well, uh, though I think it's going to be a much better game than the struggle against Belmont would would have predicted. I think Tennessee is going to come back and uh, play a good game, but in the end, I think Louisville is better. Uh, let's go on to Michigan, South Dakota. Uh, obviously South Dakota coming in as a 10 seed is the huge underdog. Uh, and I'm not just going to hint that they've got a shot. I'm going to pick it South Dakota over Michigan. Uh, I, I, I know it's a bit of a risk, but I had Michigan out way earlier in this bracket. Uh, uh I guess around earlier in this bracket. I had him going down to Villanova in my personal bracket, I think, but, uh, I'm just going to say it. I, I think that Michigan is too hit and miss for me to put any money on it. Uh, I think South Dakota sees this as their moment and uh, and just takes advantage and uh, makes it to the Elite Eight uh, to eventually lose, but uh, it'll still be fun. <laughs> um, we're, we've got a problem here, Jason, which is that we've agreed on everything so far, uh, which means we're probably dead wrong. Yeah, that is likely the um, case, yes. But I I love Chloe Lamb. She forces turnovers. She can score. The South Dakota team holds teams under like 55 points a game. Um, obviously, it's going to come down to whether that defense can continue against a really talented Michigan team who is a three seed for a reason. They they have potential to run all the way to the final four if they put it all together. But the bracket is supposed to be fun. And South Dakota is too fun to bet against. Um yeah, I'm taking Chloe Lamb in South Dakota over Michigan just because I, I don't trust Michigan, and I will keep saying that even as they win the championship this year and make me look stupid. So <laughs> it's, It happens to us all. We uh, None of us survive looking stupid when you put your picks on Mike. So that takes care of the left-hand side of the bracket if you're reading it from ESPN's website. So let's jump over to the right-hand side, the Spokane region. Uh, we're going to go Stanford, Maryland, uh, Maryland, kind of a, a a surprise out of the Big Ten. A lot of us who were watching knew that Maryland was going to be good. Uh, I think they've outperformed what I expected from them this season. Uh, going against Stanford, who I think has performed exactly as everyone expected this season, uh, and the way that they expected them is absolute dominance. Uh, let's. I, I guess I think I've got to toss it to you. I think I took first last time, so I'll toss it to you before I give my takes on uh Stanford Maryland. Uh, man, Maryland, uh, you know, you got to know I, I got love for the Terps. Um, or at the beginning of this season, I really wanted them to, to have a good finish because I believe in them in the <laughs> tournament. Uh, I think, I think Angel Reese is a really good scorer. Um, and I, I think Stanford is probably going to do a good job against her, but they, I mean, she can score, she could rebound. Uh, the problem is I just don't think it's going to matter. I mean, the, the combo of Lexi Hole and Cameron Brink and Haley Jones is just, it's too much. Um, so I, I think this is going to be a good game. 
I don't think this is going to be a Stanford by 30. They run away with it at the end. I think this is going to be probably an eight to 10 point game uh, by the end that, that maybe even experiences a couple of lead changes, but uh, the, the Terps are going to conduct themselves with dignity and pride and go out swinging, but I'm taking Stanford. I'm paused because part of me, the rebellious part wants to pick Maryland and I'm just deciding if I'm willing to take that risk or not. If you can contain Lexi Hall, keep her under 20 points, uh, more down to that 10 to 15 range, and you can take out one other player, Jones or Brink. You can, you can let one player have a good game. You've got to take out two. Maryland has a shot. That being said, I don't think that Maryland on defense is capable of shutting down two of those threats. So I'm going to have to go with Stanford. I really want to pick Maryland. Uh, but I, I just think, I was hoping you would. I know, I, and I was hoping I would too. But the more I'm, I'm looking at both of their <laughs> rosters right now, side by side, I just don't know that Maryland has the tools to do it. I think Stanford is too put together, uh, too successful with what they're trying to accomplish. Uh, and as such, I am going to have to give this one to Stanford and, uh, and apologize for that. That being said, next up, we've got Ohio State and Texas, the Ohio State University, as anyone who goes there will correct you. Uh, <laughs> The Ohio State University has had a fun run. Uh, to me, I actually really liked them coming out of uh, the end of the season. I have them making it all the way to the final four in my personal bracket. And as such, I am keeping that train rolling. I think Ohio State is going to beat Texas. Please, my neighbors and here in Texas, don't come and burn my house down. Uh, I, I apologize <laughs> if I'm upsetting the, the gods of Texas. But uh, I, I've got to go with the Ohio State University. I think they've looked really good this year. And uh, and I hope they keep it rolling. Uh, I we have to diverge at some point. Um, so even though I I hear everything you're saying, I I will lean Texas on this one. Even though that's a a two seed that I really don't know if I can trust. Um, I think Rory Harmon is a really fun player to watch. He's a great facilitator. Um, Texas is a team that can rebound, which I think is is I, that might be my most important stat when I start looking at teams that haven't played. Uh, I just look at like who's going to get some extra possessions in a game that I think is going to be close. Um, I I'm going to pick Texas to pull this one out. Um, but boy, I, I wouldn't bet money on it. I, I feel unsure about this one. This is, this might be the one that uh, is the easiest pick to take to overtime of the, the sweet 16 round. Cause I just, I, I feel like it's going to be down to the wire. Yeah, no, I, I think it'll be a very good game. Uh, so obviously one we want to keep our eyes on. Let's keep it rolling. Let's go down to the Bridgeport region. Number one seed, North Carolina State, NC State, going up against the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame. Logan, who you got? Uh, I really like NC State. I don't want NC State fans to think that I'm anti Alyssa Cunane. Um, I think I'm going to take Notre Dame in this one. <laughs> uh, and it's, I mean... Maybe that'll make me look stupid. The number one seeds have really lived up to the billing so far in this tournament. Um, but I, you know, the combo of Olivia Miles and Maya Dodson and the Mabry sister, who is like so close to looking like Marina Mabry that maybe it's just Marina Mabry. Um, <laughs> that's they've just, they have it going. And a lot of times the tournament comes down to how well you're playing right now, not what your record was during the season. And Notre Dame put up 108 points on Oklahoma, and it's just really hard to ignore that. Um, and they they also did that by forcing a ton of turnovers. I think Oklahoma turned the ball over like 28 times, some ridiculous number. 
And Notre Dame really takes care of the ball, and they force those extra possessions into existence. And I think against any team, even a, a top-seeded NC State, that's going to cause problems. I hear you. And having lived in Indiana, I have respect for the Irish. Uh, but you don't go 31-3 and three for nothing. Uh, it, NC State has played some great basketball thus far. I think Kunane is consistent and reliable to the point that uh, it'll be hard to shut her down. It'll be hard to stop that scoring. I think this will be a close game. Uh, I think you made the comment about going into overtime with Ohio State and Texas. I feel very similar about this game. I feel like it's a very evenly matched team and could go down to the very last seconds. Uh, in the end, I think one team is a little bit better at winning, and for me, that's NC State. So I'm going to go with the Wolfpack on this one. Let's close out the Bridgeport region uh, in what might be the game I'm most personally excited about watching, and that is the number two seed Connecticut Huskies versus the Hoosiers of Indiana. Uh, I think Indiana has been a lot of fun, uh, but they did just go basically to the wire with Princeton. Yeah. They made it past Kentucky, which is obviously, or, uh, versus, uh, Charlotte, uh, but that was a three to 14. It was not that, uh, impressive of a win, even though it was 34 points. Uh, so for me, as much fun as it is to, to see Indiana go through and as much as I want to pick the Hoosiers, uh, for me, I think Connecticut rolls and, uh, and rolls somewhat comfortably into, uh, a game against either, uh, NC State or Notre Dame. Yeah. I, I feel obligated to take Indiana in this one because that's kind of the surprise of my bracket is I have Indiana going to the final four. Um, and I, I'm not sure what to make of them right now because they did, I won't say they struggled against Princeton. I think Princeton's just a really good team that plays good defense. Um, but they almost lost to Princeton in a game where they shot over 50% from the floor. They shot pretty well from three. They out rebounded Princeton. Like they did all the things you need to do right to win a game. And it came down to the final minute. I mean, it was tied at 52 going into the final minute of this game. They could have easily lost that game. So if you play that way against UConn, they're going to beat you by 20. Um, you can't turn the ball over 17 times like they did against Princeton. You got to shoot better from three, which they haven't really all tournament long. I, I thought they really had the recent pedigree and the talent to compete with a UConn team that is kind of struggling. And I, and by the way, I do believe this UConn team is, is struggling. I, I mean, they just barely got past UCF the other night. So it's not like they're showing out either, but the thing you can always trust UConn to rebound. Well, they're not going to give you extra possessions. They're going to shoot better than you will probably. Um, I, I think I'm going to end up looking stupid, but I'm going to stick with my bracket and take Indiana. I put my chips in that basket and I will continue to do so. Um, but it, it needs to be the best game Indiana's played of the tournament. Um, you know, they, they really weren't tested by Charlotte in the first round. Princeton was a really good team, so maybe I can give them uh, a pass for only winning by one. But yeah, it's going to be a tough, tough matchup for the Hoosiers. Definitely. All right. Well, let's wrap this up. Uh, let's dip real quick. Uh, for those of you who have been following us on Twitter or even just listening to the episode, you know, that we have our own bracket group on ESPN uh, that many of you have joined. We have uh, 50-something uh, listeners that filled out brackets, so we appreciate everyone who took the time to, to come and join. In the I think it's over there. 80 now. Oh, is it over 80 now? Uh, I've got old stats. The first time I looked, there was only one page. Now there's two pages. That that very well may be the case. 
Uh, that being said, uh, as far as hosts go, currently I am in first place with 500 points <laughs> and a potential of 1660. Uh, I believe Kyle comes in second. He's currently tied for 20th in the bracket pool overall, second amongst hosts. He's got 460 points with a max of 1620 possible. And then we've got Logan and Steve are actually tied uh, with 450 points. However, Logan, you have 1570 as a max, and Steve currently has 1530 as a max. That is where we currently stand. Uh, but that being said, we are being beat by some phenomenal brackets, uh, not the least of which is Kyla Dose, currently at first place in our bracket pool uh, with 530 points and a max of 1610. But... There are a couple people, and I believe this is currently the highest. There are two people with 1720 as a potential max. Uh, that's a Mystics bracket by Durantula612. Apologies if that's not pronounced in a particular way. And then an ESPN fan 0358213736 space three. Uh, obviously just kind of the generic name that you get there. Still with 1720 remaining. So they're currently at 480 apiece, uh, but they both have 1720 as potential. Uh, in this bracket. Uh, so that's been a lot of fun. If you are a part of our pool, go ahead and check it out. And uh, we will go ahead and throw a piece of merch to the winner. So uh, whoever ends up winning this will connect with you on Twitter and, and get you a piece of merch. Uh, Logan, I guess, how are you feeling about the brackets? Uh, do you feel like you've got a good shot of coming back on the <laughs> back half here? Uh, wh- where's your head at with this? Uh, it's all going to come down to Indiana for me because I've got South Carolina and Stanford in my final four, as I imagine many brackets do. Um, so if, whether those teams win or lose, I kind of go with the tide. Uh, but if Indiana punches through the, the final the final four, I'm going to get a lot of points that other other brackets won't. Um, I was just checking out the Mystics bracket, the Durantula one and the Kayla Dose bracket. Um, I know Kayla Dose is a, a faithful Twitter follower, so we've interacted before. I know she's an Evil Empire believer, so she's got UConn winning it all. Um, so if UConn goes far, it's it's her tournament to lose. Uh, this Durantula bracket is really interesting. They've got South Carolina, Tennessee on one side of the Final Four, and then Maryland, NC State on oh, the wow. other. Um, so they're really calling their shot, but 100% could happen. Those are both teams that I think could punch through as well. So uh, they, they can really separate themselves from the pack over the next weekend. Um, so I'm excited to see how that unfolds in terms of my chances though. Uh, I, I don't think I did enough. I, I try to create a bracket that I think would happen while playing everyone else's bracket as well and trying to change some things up. So that's why I have Yukon out kind of early and Indiana going far. I don't think that's enough for to, to launch me back into contention. I think Jason, in terms of hosts, you're probably our only hope. <laughs> and and my hope rests on uh if I can get Ohio State to advance uh that will put me ahead I believe in the long run ahead of the uh the Mystics bracket or the ESPN fan bracket sorry the Mystics bracket uh I just have to have things kind of go my way in terms of uh Stanford and uh that that'll work itself out and then when it comes to Kyla Dose it all comes down to to Yukon versus either Stanford or South Carolina. I think if uh, Stanford can advance to the finals, that gives me a pretty good shot of beating that. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm feeling optimistic. I've got a pretty decent chance. I need, uh, I need Ohio State to make it through this first round. Uh, and then I need everything to kind of go to the favorites after that, uh, to, to be able to take care of the rest of it. But, uh, this has been a lot of fun, Logan. Obviously, we're excited. 
Uh, games start again this weekend. You're going to have your Sweet 16, your Elite 8. And then next weekend, you're going to have your Final Four, which will be covered live, uh, not live during the games, but live from Min- Minneapolis by your On site, your hosts of this. We will be there. Uh, so if you are going to be in Minneapolis for the Final Four or the championship game, we are going to be there that entire weekend. We're going to be doing fan meetups. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, we'll tell people where we're going to be if you want to come chat with us, talk basketball, uh, get to know us, figure out uh, how we really look in real life despite what you see on Twitch. Uh, that will be the way to do so. Uh, short answer is Kyle, Steve, and I are probably a little bit bigger than you're expecting, and Logan is going to be much handsomer than you are expecting. Uh, and we're okay with that. Uh, he can be the eye candy of the group. That doesn't bother me in the slightest. Uh, but yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. So we are very excited about that. And as Logan talked about at the top of the show, uh, we are also very excited. We've got draft coverage sh- coming shortly after that. We're trying to work out some cool stuff about the draft. It's way too early to say anything about it, but there might be some cool stuff we get to do with the draft. Uh, and then that immediately rolls into preseason, which rolls into the season, which rolls into the all-star game, which rolls into the back half of the season, the commissioner's cup, which rolls into the playoffs. And this is all just going to happen so fast. Go along with us. Uh, as he said at the top of the show, follow us on Twitter, subscribe, leave us a review, do all of the things. We really appreciate it. Uh, Logan, do you have any last things you want to say before we sign off for today? That's it. Um, I'm all in on South Dakota. Let's get a, a double digit seed to the elite eight. <laughs> it, that would be so much fun and, uh, and, and would just make for great television. So I'm, I'm all for that. All right, Logan. Well, that has been a lot of fun. Uh, you can look for us to put out another episode, uh, a little bit later this week, more of an actual detailed preview of the Sweet 16 and the, the Elite Eight. I know that Logan and I hit on a lot of that, um, already, but it's going to be, uh, a, a, a more looking into that and then maybe some other fun stuff, Q and A's or whatever. Uh, we feel like doing that night and that one will be on Twitch. If you want to watch for that, watch our Twitter. We'll tell you when that's coming. Other than that, uh, buckle in. It's going to be a lot of fun. For WNB Nation, I'm Jason Snow. I'm Logan Jones. And we got you next time. No, I'll see you in the lobby later. You tell me.